Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. When I just said it's all about Jesus, our guest today just smiled, did like the smile where the nose crinkles. (laughs) <laughs> so awesome. Terry Merrick, she's the founder and executive director of the Pensacola Dream Center, which started in 2017. She's also the executive director of the Canopy of Hope, which is a part of the Pensacola Dream Center. And that's what we're going to talk about, Canopy of Hope. But first, it's all about Jesus, sister. It's all about Jesus. It is all about him. <laughs> so you said this one day at our house after a hurricane, you were just like, it's all about Jesus. I just want to make Jesus famous. And I agreed. Yes. And now we say it in every podcast. So why did you get this saying of it's all about Jesus? Like, where did that spring up in your life to say it out loud to people? Well, it comes from John 15, where he talks about, I am the vine and you are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. So we all want to fix things. We all think we all want to make life better for somebody or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. And it's his power, his Holy Spirit that changes a life. (laughs) It doesn't matter how many programs we have. Yeah. If Jesus is not in the center of it, it's... It doesn't work. I feel so at peace right now in this conversation. We're in something that you have called a prayer room. War room. A war room. Oh, oh, a war room. Like, let's go there. What is that, and why do we need a war room? In the movie The War Room, you know, Priscilla Shire was in that, and it was just such a powerful movie on prayer. And in that movie, the lady had a closet that she turned into a war room. But the premise of the movie was it went to the battlefield, and it showed people in a tent in the middle of a battle with the the map laid out, and they were strategically planning how they were going to take out the enemy. So the war room is where we come and pray and we have prayers all over these walls this is our declaration to the enemy that this is this is ours and so we come up here every Monday and we start our weeks with our team up here just uh, with praises to God for what he did the week before and then prayers for what's looking at us and recognizing every single week 
that apart from him, we can do nothing. And it's all about Jesus. Like the word all means everything. Like each one of these rooms and everything. I would like for you to paint the picture of what this place looks like and the purpose of it. Because every single one of these rooms is unique and beautiful and comfortable. I mean, it it's a safe place. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the Canopy of Hope and you know, why you all have started this. Okay. Well, that's a mouthful, but I love talking about it because I'm living it. And I don't know, even probably as the Dream Center began, and even before that we were in ministry, uh, trying to help people move forward is not easy. And for many times, the women that we worked with, they would be in very toxic situations. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing you want to do when you're trying to help somebody is get them out of a toxic or bad situation where they can calm down. Because most of these people that we work with are living in major trauma brain. Mm -hmm. So the original thought was if they just had a place to calm down, to breathe, to get out of that trauma brain long enough to listen, to hear God speak to them, and to see what He maybe has for them next. Mm. So that was the beginning of this. Um, the space we um, we have this this space that was somewhat um, almost given to us for a set amount of time, and we started praying over it. And the idea for a safe temporary shelter was where we went with it. Yeah. And so there was originally already rooms here and we could just and God just started giving me vision. Yeah. And um I I guess I am quite a visionary. People tell me that. But yeah. So when he gives me vision though it's very detailed. I saw a place where women could come for 2 to 3 weeks and just kind of decompress and just be loved on Mm -hmm. and allow them to get in the presence of God. So even with our program now, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, they have circle time and they have devotions and stuff, but we don't tell people what to do. We get them to a place where they can hear God and help navigate them to that next step. Our goal here Mm -hmm. is for hope to be birthed. For hope to be birthed. Right. What does that look like in real life? So what that looks like in real life for somebody who's been, let's say, living in a um, generational prostitution or generational drugs or generational anything, like their entire life Mm -hmm. has been nothing but dysfunction. Wow. And so they really don't think that their life can be any different. For most of them, they just repeat what was done or how they lived. Mm -hmm. So when somebody chooses to move forward and move out of that, that hope being birthed is the moment when they think, maybe my life doesn't have to look like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is another way. Maybe I could be something different. Maybe God could use me for the purpose He designed me for. That's good. So... When that happens, it's like a perspective change. And when that, then you can just fan that, you know, with just love and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Because then when they begin to see that their life could be different and that hope is birthed, it just changes. It changes everything. And it's sometimes it's not instant. Um, sometimes it takes a while. But we've been doing Canopy of Hope all along. Right. Okay, so 
what does that look like? Well, they were either staying in my cottage or they were in a hotel or they were, you know, we were helping them move into maybe addiction recovery or a safe house for trafficking. I remember they were staying at your house when you were on the podcast last time. Yeah. I think you had someone staying with you at the time or there was a transition happening in your life with someone. Coming well, there's in someone living house. in my house right now. So, oh, I mean, it's just kind of a. Um, yeah, ongoing, Terry, I guess. So for the person listening, I'm sure they're wondering why, why do this? Cause obviously this takes lots of energy and work and time, you know, why do this? Um, it's a call. So there's just an, a knowing inside me this, and you know, this isn't what I do. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Amen. And it's just, it's just different. I can't, I can't walk away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, People talk about retiring. People talk about it's who I am. So no matter what, you know, I've had volunteers come. I've had volunteers go. It's not always easy, and sometimes it gets super hard, and it's not convenient. It's not what they call sexy yeah, work. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's what I'm called to do. And I don't always get it right, but so many people wait for things to be perfect, and they never get anything done. I know and you are not that person. I am not that person. You all started in 2017. If y'all, if I mean, I know you've already shared it once on the podcast. You've been on before. But just for the person listening who maybe hasn't heard that, to be encouraged by your story, can you tell us about the story behind starting the Pensacola Dream Center, if you don't mind? Oh, wow. That's and that was the... 2017. Yeah. So in like 2000. 13, 14, we started a little ministry called 1728 Ministries, Mm -hmm. and we were doing outreach, and Beverly Mayo and I were just doing what we could do in our community, and then God began to birth the need of something more, Mm -hmm. and um, I see so many people not moving, and they didn't have options, they didn't have an avenue out, and God started moving my heart to start a dream center here. And we are networked with LA Dream Center. There's hundreds of dream centers around the world. Right. That's on one of the mats here yeah. in your war room. <laughs> yeah. There's hundreds of them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are along the East Coast. Yeah. Texas. Um, I see like one, two. United four. Kingdom. United London, Kingdom. London. Australia. Honduras. Yeah, and a lot of those people I know because we go out to the Dream Center for our roundtables. And Mm -hmm. so I know a lot of the leaders in some of them. But what I felt was that this, you know, when God birthed this, he gave me vision. And I thought that that all of it was supposed to be done at one time. And now I see that even our coach mentor program, it just took time. Mm -hmm. It took perseverance. It took, you know, but we kept serving no matter what. We always serve the community. We just kept serving the community. And so we serve the community, and then we serve the one. But truly, my pivotal point was when I went to Calcutta, India, and um, on a medical mission. That's right. And God just broke my heart for the value of a soul and the value of people. And just realizing that everybody has a purpose, and it, everybody deserves to hear that, you mm-hmm. know. And so we just wanted to start something. So we were with men and women. Uh, with a with a man, they come in and we do we try to pair them with a coach and help them navigate forward, and then we also work with Bright Bridges for men, yeah, so they can go in there and and stay and move forward. 
But God has just grown this beyond, like, the vision. I don't even, there's just so much. I know we couldn't cover all that today. Yeah. But our website is killer. If yes. you want to know about anything and everything, Cynthia's just done such an amazing uh, job on that. But yeah. the Dream Center was birthed out of uh, just throwing my hat over the wall, just doing it. <laughs> throwing so. spaghetti at the wall and see if it yeah. sticks, you know. And yeah. God has let it stick. He has. And, and, you know, there was a handful of people, maybe 15 or 20, that mm-hmm sit around me when we launched the Dream Center and some of those are still here and some of them have moved on but it was just um, it was just time uh-huh. but never in a million years did I dream that we would be here in five years I mean the place is beautiful so if you don't mind talk about how God took this place that was once something else okay. and birthed it okay okay birthing hope yes <laughs> birthed it into canopy of hope well when we when we started we just saw that the potential of what we could do here you know with mm-hmm. with the rooms and the layout and started planning but then um god just started giving me vision for a not only a space but a peaceful space and a beautiful space and it doesn't cost a ton of money to make something pretty like these walls are made with fence boards they're not shiplap they're made with fence i thought it was shiplap so we wanted to cover up all the concrete so they didn't have to see concrete blocks so we it's 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 not shiplap it is fence board which was a dollar a piece when we started because we couldn't afford shiplap oh i wanted shiplap yeah (laughs) and then the floors actually those were we had a big donation from freedom church So most of the floors were purchased by Freedom Church. Amazing. And then we had Tulsa Dream Center sent us a truckload of stuff. And so there's probably, you know, thousands and thousands of man hours just from volunteers in here. Well, you can tell in the rooms. I just love how you put up on the walls what you're praying for. Habakkuk, it talks about put the vision up. And surely it'll come, like it will not delay. And like if God gives you a vision for something, I mean, Mm. you have it. The anointing changes everything. Quiet, be still, open the door again. Like these words that you have up on the wall mean something to you, right? They do. Um, Warfare, it's it's not for victory, but from a place of victory. So seeing the enemy is already defeated and the anointing changes everything that's a common saying here okay because it reminds us that when we go into something like this morning I don't want to be talking here just talking I want the anointing to be on my words because if the anointing is on something it cannot be perfect Mm -hmm. like a letter or this it cannot be perfect right but the ears that it falls upon the anointing will plant it yes. and so we want seeds that are planted to bring forth to, to come alive so all of our outreaches you know when that comes we're just praying for that anointing and in this war room you know there's prayers all over some people even roll their prayers up and put them in the cracks because i told them they could do that because they do it in okay. israel yeah. So um that's cool i didn't know but that. when we walk out of here i see these prayers still going up before the father so he's he sits at the right hand of the Father, continually yes. interceding for us. Yes, and so he. This is more of a reminder for us than it is for Jesus, because Jesus does keep our prayers, mm-hmm. but it reminds us that that He is continually looking out on this. And we have communion cups, and we have little candles you can light if you want to come in here by yourself and um, encourage all of our staff to just take time to be in here 
alone. And I've had many days when I just stopped and walked up here and shut the door. Yeah. And cried. Yeah. Because it's not always easy. It's not. And no. we get Jesus to cry out to. Praise yes. God. Yes. You know, I can take my tears somewhere. Yeah. And they're heard and they're valued and they're appreciated. Yeah. You were asking me earlier about the rooms. And God just gave me a vision for what the rooms are supposed to be peaceful, not really cluttered. Um, we put bolt locks on the doors mm -hmm. so that when they go in to sleep at night, they can bolt themselves in. They know that nobody's coming in on them. Right. For somebody who's been sexually exploited or trafficked, that's huge. Right. And and then he told me to get a glider rocker. So every room has a glider rocker. Okay. And so it couldn't be a rocking chair and it couldn't be another kind of chair. <laughs> it had to be a glider rocker. And I'm going, okay, God, you know, why is this so specific? Because I... Was starting to feel a little bit snarky, you know. It yeah. has to be a glider, glider rocker. rocker. Yeah. And then he showed me. He says you can't sit down in a glider rocker without taking a breath. That's true. And it's that is our that's a big word visual picture for what we're trying to do here. We want the women to take a breath, mm -hmm. to stop, to get out of that trauma brain, and allow God to speak to them. Yeah, be still and yeah, be know still. that I am God. Yes. And, and the yeah. other things, we have a hair salon. That's because I've been doing hair since 11, and I started with homeless cutting hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my aunt passed away, and they gave me those chairs, and I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm... And I said, you know what? We're going to put a salon up here. And <laughs> Perfect. So they can I mean, just go sense. in there and do hair and play. Yeah. I grew up playing in a beauty parlor, so yeah. um, what was the other thing that was so specific? Oh, in the original, we had a communal bathroom. Okay. So it was kind of like a dorm bathroom, you know, with three showers, three toilet stalls, mm -hmm. and all that. And it looked like, oh, yeah, that would be the most cost-effective way to do that. And then God said no. Yeah. So now we have three individual bathrooms. And he also said, no, I want a tub. So we have shower tub. Oh, that's so nice. So that some people have never taken a bath. Really? Do you know that? No. Some people have never taken a bath. Oh, my goodness. They've it's showered so or they've done this or that, but they've never they taken a bath. bath. So one of the things we can offer here, we want to actually teach the girls to make is bath bombs mm -hmm. and let them know what it feels like to, to take a bath. Yeah. So individual bathrooms for their privacy. Yeah. And so it, I think a lot of it is treating somebody with honor and respect. Mm -hmm. Like we would fix, we would make something this beautiful for somebody like maybe that's important. Right. But we made it like this for the least. Exactly. For the least of these. And what's happening from that is you all are birthing hope. They're coming here. They're getting rejuvenated. God's speaking to them and getting them on mission. Right. So I've been listening to a lot of Joyce Meyer lately. Love her. Love her. And she just talks about like how God can heal any hurt or wound that you have. Mm -hmm. He can heal you. And I think that speaks such volumes to mirror what you all are doing here. Like you all are birthing hope, like you said, and also facilitating a place where people can come and heal and realize they can be healed. Mm -hmm. Because some like what Joyce Meyer is saying is that you know, you have to realize, like, God can heal you. Like, no wound is too big for Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. eternity in heaven with Christ. So, 
Is there just anything that you want people to know about what you all are doing here at Canopy of Hope? It's all about Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry. It just goes back to that. It's all about Jesus. And every single person's story is going to be different. How they heal is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their purpose only, I mean, God knows that. I don't. But when you start speaking life into them, Mm -hmm. and that's something God showed me this year when we did our gala. It was Harvesting Hope. And I said, how do you take that seed that's planted? So a person comes in here and that seed is planted, and you want to take that to a fully devoted follower, healed Mm -hmm. person in Jesus, okay? How do you take it from that seed all the way over here? And what God spoke to me was speaking life-giving words and the Word of God. So you're loving them in an atmosphere. You're speaking life-giving words over them. In other words, you do have a future and a hope. God did create you for a purpose. There's a reason for you being here on this earth. We want to help you find that. Yes. And then taking them to the Word of God and letting them just be in an atmosphere of Jesus. And it's two things. It takes a lot of pressure off us yeah, because we're not the ones that are going to make this work. Right. And it puts all the focus on Him mm-hmm. because we don't want people to get attached to us, even though we're going to get a coach for everybody, right? Right. But they don't need to be attached like we're their salvation. Mm -hmm. Even when we give Christmas gifts, we said, take them home, wrap them. They're from you. They're not from the Dream Center. That's cool. So we want them to get attached and addicted to Jesus. Right. Attached and addicted to Jesus. I'm addicted to Jesus. I love it. Um, One of my good friends, Melissa Shoemaker, is always reminding me of, we are called to live an abundant life. Mm. And if you're not living an abundant life, we have to pause and ask why. You know, abundant living is in the Bible. It talks about living an abundant life. We're going to live everlasting with Jesus. No more pain and no more suffering with Him. And when you're talking about speaking life, some people don't know that we're called to live an abundant life. And like even some believers don't even know that. Is there anything that you can say to encourage the person listening to birth hope in their life? You know, I keep going back to that. But when you said that, I'm like birthing hope. Like that is what God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit does. Thank you for asking that question because I just want to say that every single person can speak life. So every day, Uh every day I want to be intentional to speak life to somebody And every day, I want to be intentional to learn from somebody who's sitting in front of me. Amen. But it doesn't matter who they are. You can speak life to somebody checking you out at Winn-Dixie. You can speak life to your Uber driver. You can speak life to anybody that you run into. Mm -hmm. And when you become intentional to do that, to add value to every single person you run into, Mm -hmm. it'll start changing your perspective. Amen. So... Your waiter, everything, you're not just looking at a waiter. You're looking at, okay, that's a waiter that's a single mom with three kids that is struggling to, okay, so how can I encourage her today? Exactly. That is a soul. It is a soul. Like, our bodies are just a shell. Like, they're in there is a soul, and that soul is so Mm -hmm. important. I feel like I'm really supposed to say this, so I'm going to, I just want to say it, is we're working with the marginalized, and, and something that's just really 
profound about that is they go to default when I said they do the same things their parents did. Okay. So it's just a default for them. They're just going through the motions and doing the same thing. It's a default. Okay. Okay. But how many of us as Christians are just doing default? Amen. We're not yeah. being intentional to invest in somebody else. We're not being intentional to speak those words of life. Yep. And we go back to the default of our childhood, right. which maybe you grew up in a critical home or maybe you grew up, but you grew up in a, you know, suburbia home, you know, you weren't like uh, being abused and stuff, but our default is complacency. It is. And so just challenge yourself to not go to your default. What is God speaking to you to do today? And just be obedient to that one little thing. It could be a text message. It could be an act of kindness. It could be, and, and don't stress about it because if you open yourself up to be used by God, amen, he will start showing you things. Yep. And I want you all to know Terry's posture right now is hands open. Like, that's how we're supposed to be. It's an act of worship. It's like, God, all I have, I surrender to you. Like, let me do what you want. You know what's easy to do is to chill at the house and go get, like, another cheese stick out of the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? Like, But you know what? I just want to speak to that. You can be chilling at the house and getting a cheese stick out of the refrigerator and enjoying watching your kids. But God's going to speak to you to send that text message to somebody to encourage them. Amen. There is nothing and no place that He can't use. So this is not a condemnation message. Yes. This is a freedom message. Amen. So that you're free to... You know, last night I was driving home and I thought about somebody that I, it's been a long time since, but I had a memory. Mm-hmm. I had a memory of something we did together at one time that was in ministry. Mm-hmm. And I called him up and I just left a text message. I said, I was just thinking about you. I saw this full moon yeah. and I remembered when we did this. I just yeah. wanted you to know I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. I don't know what that meant, but I just felt compelled to do that. And I think too many times we, we out, we, it's like, give me a minute and let me overthink it. You know, yes. just just be obedient when He nudges you. It's, there's okay. no limit to what God can do if we're just willing to even be wrong sometimes. Amen. We always ask what Bible verse is helping you in this season, what's encouraging you in the season. Do you have a verse that's coming to mind right now? Well, my, my word this year was strength. Okay. And so it came out of John 15, you know, that... You'll be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But the strength comes from the Lord and being connected to the vine. So that's just something that's been. But now my challenge lately is about three or four months ago, my challenge was to have greater faith, to Uh believe for miracles. Praise God. This is a real moment right now. This morning, I'm taking my kids out to the car to go to school, and there was a dead leaf on one of our branches, and my son was like, "Um, oh my goodness, mommy, all the plants are growing, and um, he's like, but this one, this one's dead. It was a leaf, and we just plucked it off. It could have fallen off with the wind, but it fell off, and I was like, "Um, Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches we are the branches and if there is like a bad like thing about us that's like maybe it's your brain I don't know that's like negative like you know all the thoughts are swirling or something like we can take every thought captive and give that to Christ like we can take scripture from what you were talking about and say that scripture against whatever is holding you back from living an abundant life from being a full branch or being a a big vibrant (laughs) I want to say like oak tree, you know, like what is holding you back from an abundant life? And 
you said when we, the first thing we did when we walked in here, there's a tree right when you walk in. It's beautiful and white and has branches. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, I'm the vine and you're the branches from my yes. son. And you said, tell everyone what you said y'all are going to do with that tree, if you don't mind. Well, it's going to be the Canopy of Hope Giving Tree. And we're writing the names of every single person who is sewn into this place, uh, given. And um, it's just special, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, um, just every little thing we do with intentionality and, I don't know, living a life on purpose for purpose, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I feel like I'm supposed to tell you something else, too. I'm, I'm willing and ready. The life-giving words, two things I've, I've met with several clients lately, and, and their stories are just, sometimes it's just so hard mm-hmm. to hear them. And sometimes I do think, God, I want a happy job. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this is sometimes, the, the, the beginning is not always happy, but we're believing for the, the ending with Jesus. But yes. there's two things that I ask them to start saying over themselves every day. And that is, the healing power of Jesus is working in me, right here, right now. And the other one is, I trust you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. with my story. Do you say that? Do you say, I trust you, Jesus? Is that like a rhythm in your life? It is. It's a rhythm in my life. And I also say it, I trust you, Jesus, for my daughter's story. I trust you, Jesus, for their story. Yeah. But I want the people to say, I trust you, Jesus, with my story. Amen. And just to, even those two small life-giving uh, affirmations, mm-hmm. I guess, but I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. I have a bad knee. And when it hurts, I say, I, the healing power of Jesus is working in me. Yes. I, my knee's still bad, but what if one day it's not? What if one day he just downloads that miracle? Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna like speak it, and I'm not a quack. I still go to doctors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The healing power of Jesus is working me. It it just it covers so much. He can do anything. Yeah, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, yeah. all of it. He can do it. So, um, so we're gonna. If it's okay, let's do that with the person listening. So this is. I. You've mentioned challenge several times in this episode, and people who listen to podcasts, they like a good challenge. Like they're not here to, you know talk about eating potato chips right after this. Like they want to get fed with the word of God. (laughs) And so um, if you don't mind doing the challenge with the person who's listening, you can use me if you want to, but let's do this exercise together if that's okay. Okay. Are you mean you want me to challenge you to say that? Yeah. Okay. So I would just say whatever it is in your life that you're looking at right now, and you said it before, you know, we can get a scripture for just about anything to say, but if it's if it's your big toe or if it's an ache that you don't even talk about, mm-hmm. that when you feel it, instead of going, oh, my God, I'm old. And this is what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I'm old. I just, I quit saying that. Okay. And I said, the healing power of Jesus is working in me. Yes. And then I trust you, Jesus, with my life. I trust you, Jesus, with my story is... That is just so powerful because it encompasses your peace, it encompasses your joy, it encompasses your belief, it encompasses everything. It does. And the times to say it is, and I think it's important, you got to identify certain things that happen in your life that are red flags. So if you get anxious, mm-hmm. if you start to worry, yeah, if you start to think I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing it right, mm-hmm. there's red flags that you have to pinpoint in your own life and identifying those helps. And that's when you say it. Right. 
You just say it. I say it in the grocery line. I say it at the store. I say, I just say it. I trust you, Jesus, with my calendar. I trust you, Jesus, yes. in my conversations. I trust you, Jesus, with my future. And another one I say is I'm so peaceful. I'm so peaceful. I am so peaceful. And that will usually, I'll say it out loud, when I'm 20 deep in a, yeah. in a checkout line. I am so peaceful. That's exactly how I say it. I am so peaceful. And you know what? After you said about three times, you've just decided to enter into his rest. And I'm here. What am I, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be talking to the person behind me or before me, speaking life into them? I mean, yeah. why do you have me here right Since now? It's the season. It's Christmas time. Yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> like somebody's listening to this today in Hobby Lobby. I am so... Oh my gosh. Hobby Lobby is <laughs> the worst. I know. They're <laughs> so peaceful. Well, my thing is like, I was in Hobby Lobby the other day and there were four checkouts and those things were backed up. Yes. And my thought was... A lot of the stuff that people are buying in here are Christian, like Christian things. Yeah. And I'm like, praise God. Like, demand is here, honey. Yes. Demand is here. <laughs> it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> yes. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I want to say if you want to be involved in this, mm-hmm. uh, we are... We are doing some volunteer things for anybody who wants to be a part of Canopy of Hope. Right. And you don't have to have a gift or talent. If you have a gift or talent, there's Heather's, our, our program manager, developed mm-hmm. all these teams that you can be on. But we also need people just to be here, like um, maybe four hours in the morning or four hours in the afternoon. Yep. A second person on board. Um just just to be here. And then we're wanting to do Friday night pajama parties. Fun. And so any organization could put something like that together and it could be around a movie. It could be around painting toenails and fingernails. Yeah. It could be around playing a goofy game. Um, it's just to let them be normal. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to get involved. We also just put a wish list up on our website that is just things that we still need for up here if anybody wants to get involved like that. And then as far as the Dream Center, our huge Christmas parties coming up awesome. with the uh, the homeless. we got over 300 pairs of shoes downstairs. So there's always opportunity. And I say, if you don't see something that's a fit for you, mm-hmm. call us anyway. We'll find it. Exactly. We'll, we'll find it or we'll create the fit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus will provide, you know. So like, much he will. Yes. yes. Um, and then you all have your awesome website. It's a Pensacola Dream Center dot dot org. Um, um, and then y'all are all over the socials. Just Instagram and, and Facebook. We don't have a TikTok or Twitter person That's yet. okay. It's coming. That's okay. Yeah. The, um, Corey, she's involved with y'all's social media. She's amazing. She's a former guest. Uh, everybody loves Corey. Yeah. You know, I love her. She's the person behind that. So give them a shout out. If you, if you haven't looked on the Facebook lately or mm-hmm. Instagram, go back and look at the picture she took of the shoes <sighs> with the angel wings on it. It it's is so good. so just you just want to stop it's I mean I think I'm going to get that printed it's just so beautiful in the words that she wrote below it oh my gosh she's such a good writer she is <laughs> love her okay um at the end of every podcast we always pray so join us in prayer father decrease us and increase you and let's add this Jesus we trust you we're going to say it all together do you mind saying it with me Terry? Say it. okay Jesus we, we trust, trust you. you with our story. Yes, with our story. <laughs> Jesus, we trust you with our story, and yes, we so Lord. mean it. We so mm. need it. And we laugh, and we love, and we get to enjoy all the fruits of the Spirit. Because of you, it's all about Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. 
I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>